So I had this list of all the things I want to talk about, and then the patch got released, and I feel like that's going to take up most of our time. It, it, it might. Might. It's a whole billion things. To be fair, we covered a lot of them when they were, like... Proposed. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe there's <laughs> not, not as much. I just logged onto Twitter to find the link to it, and I like your tweet about, uh, I'm more excited <laughs> that Steam now lists prices in Aussie dollars rather than USD. I didn't realize it showed it to you in US dollars forever. <laughs> what is that? I, uh, we've talked about this, yeah. For the longest time, Steam would display prices in US currency, and now <laughs> everything's got a giant A next to it and has gone up by about 20%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yep, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like the prices went up because once you checked out, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would convert it anyway, and I'd still be paying money. Now, yeah. I, now, now I know how much I'm going to pay before I'm paying it. <laughs> So, I don't know, minor bonus, I guess. Mm. Also, you're not, you know, contaminated with U.S. dollars inside your Steam store, so that's good. Yes, yes, that's good. I actually had a talk about that on the Twitter today, or on the Twitter, on the Discord today with one of those Discordians. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, I understand the influence of America across the world. I just, I'd rather not the U.S. dollar become official currency in my country. And I was like, well, here's the thing. The U.S. dollar isn't official currency in many countries, but it is legit currency in many countries, wherein it could be accepted for pretty much anything. And really, what's the difference at that point? Mm. If you if you can buy anything with a U.S. dollar in a country where the U.S. dollar is not official currency for it, what's the difference? Yeah. I, yeah. If we were going to have a global standardized currency, I don't want it to be the American dollar, right? I don't want it to be called that. I'd rather something sci-fi, like just credits. So you'd want to make a whole new currency, so like Bitcoin or something. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I don't know about that, right? But just conceptually, right? Conceptually, it's a brand yes. New yeah. Sci-fi computer well, currency no, no, no. that nobody it, really it, understands. It can be the USD. Just don't call it the USD. But the reason the USD is accepted is because it's called the USD. It's got decades of being really solid at this point and accepted in a lot of places. If you change the name, then people are like, what is this garbage? I don't trust this. And then it stops it's the same thing. as accepted. I know. I get that. I get it's the same thing. But people will say, what is this? I don't know what this is. I understand you're telling me it used to be the US dollar, but I don't trust it anymore. And it explodes. No. no people that, are dumb. No. I don't think people are that dumb because they just, they're not buying it because it's, the name's been around for decades at this point. They're buying, yeah. they're, they're using it because it's the, the currency used in one of the biggest countries on the planet, right? If the government mm. is like, well, hey, we're printing credits now, people will still just switch because they want the value of that currency. They don't care about the name. The value of currency is entirely dependent upon the faith that people have in it. And if the people believe that the credit is the equivalent of the US dollar or whatever, and they believe in the credit, then sure, it's going to be fine. But if they don't believe in it, it will tank. It is entirely a faith-based concept. Sure. I'm just saying it would be risky. I'm not saying it's a super guarantee, but I'm saying if you change the name of the widely accepted currency that's being used worldwide and change it to credit, and people are like, well, okay. Ah, I don't, I don't know about this. It will fail. It will. I, I don't think credit is probably the best thing because the word credit means other things in the English language. Okay. Earth dollar. I don't know. <laughs> Earth dollar. But that's the point. We're going to get off Earth. And what currency do you use in space? Because at that point... Space dollars. Spa- space dollars. Not space yen? Nope. Sorry, Japan. No. Why not? Why dollars? Why are we using the word dollar? Because it's the most widely accepted currency in the world. <sighs> 
Mm. So again, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying there's anything like exceptional about the U.S. dollar other than it's just accepted everywhere. And I really think that's because mostly of the military kind of imperialism that's been going on for the last since World War II, where mm. U.S. troops have just been pretty much everywhere consistently <laughs> for a long time. And they get paid in U.S. dollars. And it's just kind of introduced this concept to a lot of countries that normally wouldn't have a reason to know what it is. Mm. Also, fun fact about military bases, uh, they scrapped pennies. They, they round up to the nearest five cents like everyone else because they're reasonable, rational people because they realize that you're one in... You, you have two cent coins as well, don't you? No. No? Just I, the one. I think, that's a, I think that's a Canada thing. Okay. Well, they basically realize that the time it takes to count and, like, and transport and you know do payroll and stuff for pennies isn't worth the penny. So yeah. military bases will round up and down with their shops that they have for their station troops to shop at. They'll round up and down for the five cents. Yeah, that's super cool. We should do that. We should do that Mm -hmm. with all the things. So actually, there was a two cent coin in the US, but it was discontinued in 1873. So Mm. uh, I don't know that really counts necessarily. I just got a sworn. Maybe I'm thinking of the $2 coin in Canada, which is called the Toonie. Mm, Maybe. Yep. Canadians are whimsical, though, and they call their $2 coin a Toonie. So yeah, I actually did not know that US military bases wouldn't accept pennies. That's fantastic. Again, I think everyone should do that. The penny sucks. All right. So uh, (laughs) I don't know how we got to pennies, but um, oh, it was the US dollar and space money and things like that. So I don't know. I really don't. I mean, the problem is anybody who's going to make that decision, it's going to be part of a large like international committee and nothing good will ever come of that. No, I just had a thought. Maybe once we all get in space, we'll just be trading Tesla stock instead of money. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. I would feel iffy about that one. See, and that's it. I say Tesla, but I mean like SpaceX. (laughs) Right. But yeah, same thing. It's just like the US dollar used to be backed by gold. Like straight up every dollar Mm -hmm. that was printed was backed by a gold bar of some kind. And that's not been the case forever. Yeah, it used to be a gold standard currency where if you wanted to, you could take your money to like a bank and they'd give you the gold. Yeah, which is amazing. And it really did help keep faith in the system in the U.S. dollar for a long time. And then eventually they were like, this is stupid and impractical and did away with it. And now it's entirely faith-based. So that's exciting. I believe the term is fiat currency. Yeah. It's basically faith in the U.S. government to not collapse. Yeah. (laughs) Which Um, maybe not as strong as it used to be in 2018. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, StarCraft. StarCraft happened today. Mm. Yes. Where so they recording use this credits. on a... Uh, wait, what? Huh? They use credits in StarCraft. Because in Wings of Liberty, you get money. And then that's how Reyna pays for his like upgrades on the Hyperion. Yeah, right. It's just Is it just credits? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it is. But I mean, at the same time, he's paying his own people to get stuff done, which is weird. It's almost like he's giving them resources. Well, I mean, I think he has he has people on his ship who are just like the storefronts. He's he's still paying for people off ship to give him the things. Well, sure, but not like Swan. Well, Swan's Swan, he, not just a mercenary. He's setting him a budget of you need to work out how Stimpax works. Here's a twenty k budget. Do that for okay. me, and that goes into R and D. Yeah, exactly. So he's giving him cash to work with is yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. but cool. people like the mercenaries or. I guess just the mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the mercenaries you unlocked by paying credits too. So 
Yes. Yeah. I guess maybe that was just like to pay off the middleman. He's like, hey, mm. I want access to your Vikings. He's like, pay me under the table and I'll let you buy them later. Hmm. <laughs> Future currency is very complicated. Yeah. Anyway, but in real StarCraft news here on the 20th of November. No, no hold on. That annoys me now. Things can be oh. bought with real money, but in-game you have to mine minerals. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why not just because make... Because there's not a storefront on the planet you're on. Your SCVs are using the minerals to build stuff. No, but, okay, if minerals have value because they can be transformed into barracks, right? Why do they have just physical money? Like, why not... Why did they go with credits when they could have just said you have X amount of minerals to spend at your base and then just do that? Wouldn't that be more yeah, consistent they, with the world? They probably should have done that, yes. Okay. I agree. That would have been better, but... Okay. They didn't do that. We didn't do that. As we know, writing and world building not exactly the strongest part of Blizzard. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, no, not anymore. <sighs> All right. Anyway. Starcraft. Proper can Starcraft. We, can, we, can we go there now? Is that okay with you? <laughs> yes. All right, good. Okay. So, balance patch released. The biggest one in a while, I want to say. Uh, Yeah, I would say since just after Blizz, uh, BlizzCon last year. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. So, I mean, it's just every race has a big old list of stuff here that we need to go through. So we'll make some of these quick, mm -hmm. but some of them I have some thoughts on. So Terran, Widowmine, Drilling Claw upgrade now permanently cloaks Widowmines when they are burrowed. Mm -hmm. And if Drilling Claws is researched, the Widowmine will have a visual indicator to show that the unit is or has the upgrade, which yes. is lasers shooting out of it. Because that's the visual indicator for anything Terran. You have an upgrade? Lasers. lasers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, as a Terran, you're okay with it, but then I realized you switched over to Zerg, so never mind. <laughs> My uh, Zerg win rate after the patch, 100%, I'll have you know. Well done. You and Echo, man. Echo swapped over too. Yeah, and Serral, showing it can be done. It's true. Yep. Showing Zerg's okay, I guess. <laughs> okay, I guess. Okay. okay, I guess. So yeah, just permacloaked widow mines are kind of back. Uh, drilling claws is quite a ways down the tech tree. It will take some time to get there. So Zerg players, if you don't want to deal with drilling claws and permanently cloaked widow mines, then um, kill the Terran early, I guess. I do think it is funny that drilling claws makes it permanently upgra like upgraded to be invisible. But the way that you can tell if it's going to be invisible is it has a visual indicator, which you can't see because it's invisible. That's a good point. Yep. I don't know what else they would do, but yeah, it's no. kind of weird. The, well, the, it's for when they, you know, unbarrow and move. You know, <laughs> if you can see them walking, you can tell that they'll be invisible forever. Right. That's the thing. If you catch them before they burrow, you're good to go. All right. Uh, Cyclone. This is probably the most controversial change. Mm -hmm. I, I think Maybe. a lot of people say the new Cyclone sucks. A lot of people say, well, actually, it's better in some ways. And I think we need to wait for people to play it for like two or three weeks before we really determine how good it is or not. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching some streams today, and Maynard was like, got into a TVT, and he's like, oh, I don't know what my opening is. I'll build a Cyclone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't, I can't pump him out with a reactor, but I can make one, so let's do it. <laughs> so it's a less tanky, and that's saying something, because the Cyclone was not tanky before. 120 HP now. Movement speed increase was a little bit faster, 413 to 473. Uh, and then the Tornado Blaster weapon changed to the Typhoon Missile Pod weapon, where it does... 18 damage versus armored mm -hmm. can target air and ground units. Weapon speed changed from 0.1 to 0.71. Range decreased by one from six to five. 
and weapons upgrade adjust a little bit too. Okay, so who's done the math here? Not me, that's for sure. How are your maths? Um, I mean, it's going to do less damage. Okay, so upping the weapon speed that much actually gives you less damage per second than the old way. Well, the weapon speed was 0.1, now it's 0.7, so it's a decrease, right? Because it used to fire once every uh, 0.1 of a, of a second. second. Yeah, tenth of a second. Now it's, while well, it used to fire six times a second, right? Because oh. now it'll fire one and a bit slower, but it does more damage. That's a lot more damage. It does six times more damage. Yeah, but it does. It fires seven times more slowly. Okay, so it's not that big of a change, really. No, it, it, it's okay. the same. Da- well, almost the same damage. It's just changing how it gets to the enemy. Okay. Yeah. So the big thing here is that they can do this to air units as well. So they don't have mm-hmm. to wait for lockdown to get off cooldown before they can hit something in the sky, which yeah. is nice. I think. Yeah. yeah. Although they do still have a lock-on ability. Yes, if they want it. And yes. it can now actually target structures, which is a huge deal. See, this is, yeah. and it does more damage. Uh, 400 damage over 14 seconds, which is a major upgrade from 160. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they're better. I don't understand all the people who are convinced it's going to be poop. Okay, the new upgrade, Mag Field Accelerator, right? The lock-on will also do 400 plus 400 versus armor. So it'll do 800 damage to an armored, like any building, because they're all armored. Over 14 seconds. Yeah. That, pretty that, good. Yeah. It's like two of those and you basically kill a command center. Because they've got uh-huh. 1,500. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's... Yeah, I really don't... I don't I don't get the people who say it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be good. Mm, yeah. I think it'll be okay. All right. So, moving on to the Thor. Some small changes here. It has less armor going from 2 to 1. Explosive mm-hmm. payload AoE radius reduced from 6, 0.6 to 0.5. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that's the well, actually did they change explosive mm-hmm. payload is that the javelin missile launchers uh, I think so did they change the name on that a while ago and I didn't notice probably javelin missile starcraft 2 huh what the crap when did that change <laughs> totally uh, missed that one let's see patch changes patch changes six years ago so patch 382 which is from Two years ago, references Javelin missile launchers. Huh. Okay. I don't know. It's been apparently a while, though. So, whatever. Good to know. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, what this does is less damage to mutalisks that are flying overhead. Well, not less damage, but it, a smaller circle of damage to mutas flying overhead. Yeah. But TLDR, they're still the answer for mutas. Yeah, definitely. You still want to, you still want to get them if you're dealing with mutas as Terran. Yeah. Additionally, some small changes to weapon speed and whatnot. I don't think there's anything major there. No. no. Uh, nope. Then we get the medevac. So high capacity fuel tanks change to rapid reignition system. No longer increases ignite alpha burn duration. Uh, now it decreases the cooldown. So you can use it more often. Great. Yeah. It's nice. It is nice, I think. Uh, does not list how much it'll cost. No, it does not. I assume it's probably the same as high capacity fuel tanks then. Yeah, definitely. If it's not, it's very, very poorly done here by Blizzard. So... Yeah. Yeah. So you can run away faster. Additionally, medevacs can now heal units gravitoned by Phoenix, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure. Nice for turn. Yeah. I, I, I still feel like the priority would be to heal the units on the ground that are still shooting. Right. Yeah. So I don't but know like if that's if actually Phoenix, a good thing or not. Well, if Phoenix fly in and lift like six Marines, right, and there's nobody on the ground, then keeping them well, alive... 
if you only had six marines and they had six phoenix six or more phoenix to actually kill the marines once they lifted i think you've got bigger things to worry about <laughs> probably that this, this drop is dead is what you're saying yes <laughs> all right cool banshee they decrease the cost on hyperflight rotors which i've never understood why we don't see that very much banshees with speed are faster than mutilisks uh-huh I, you well, cannot so expensive you cannot catch a banshee that has this upgrade as zerg with mm-hmm. air there's mm-hmm. nothing that can catch it yeah but it was so expensive and it took too long to make but i guess they think the time is fine people just weren't really willing to wait around for it right i just i mean sure 200 200 is a lot but you're 15 16 minutes into the game you've got five bases get the upgrade get a little squad of banshees and just fly around and wipe out bases and fly away before anybody can stop you I don't know. I saw a couple. I saw a couple times this happened, and I just did not see an answer for the Zerg at all. Yeah, I mean, I f- I'm trying to think of what the answer could be. I'm like maybe fungal, but nobody uses infestors anymore. Well, then maybe they will now. Maybe. Well, okay. Maybe. So we'll, we'll see if this even gets used. So if yeah. it doesn't, then people Whatever. still don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blizzard's trying to get us to use it, but yeah. uh, Raven anti-splash damage decreased from 15 to zero, so no yeah. damage. Ketrock mourns. He mourns so hard today. Mm-hmm. He's been through many ups and downs with his ravens, which he loves so much. And this is one of the biggest blows yet, man. Mm. Yeah. He was making Mass Raven work. Even with the 15 damage, which is down from what it used to be. He, he was, was making like... it work, man. He's winning games. I just don't know what he does now that it's zero. He has to make, I mean, I guess the auto turret follow up to the anti-armor. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe. Just not as good. Uh, yeah, who knows? We'll see what he does. Uh, it'll and also then... reduce Protoss shields by three. Wow, great. Cool. That's nice. Better against yeah. Protoss. Yeah. Battlecruiser removed random delay between shots. It. Uh, wait, there was that was randomized? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yep. guess it's moving fast enough. It's kind of hard to tell. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Especially because so like, like, no one ever really fights with one Battlecruiser. You normally see like four. So when they're all yeah. firing, you don't even notice. No, totally not. So the laser battery damage decreased from 6 to 5. Now, which one is that? ATA, is that air or ground? I think that's the yeah. air. Can now move while shooting, which is kind of fun. I mean, somebody made the point that, sure, battlecruisers are kind of fun in the early game a little bit in some situations, but they still don't trade very well versus armies that can deal with them. They don't trade very well versus corruptors yeah. or vikings or void rays. Uh, and so the fact that they can move while shooting is really helpful for like the first 10 minutes of the game and then it doesn't help at all. And then Yamato cannon damage decreased from 300 to 240, whatever. Yep. I think that probably is a situation where uh, it doesn't one-shot certain things anymore. Mm, maybe. Warp prisms, maybe. I don't know. Things like that. Things they used to be able to one-shoot. One shoot. Yeah. Yep. No, I can still kill a warp prism. Oh, good. It has 100 shields and 80 health. Queen? Uh, let's have a look. I assume so. Queens are not, like, uber tanky. 100 no. And, oh, no, that's the, not the health. <laughs> 175 <laughs> health. Okay. So, so easily a queen, yes. Yep. Yep. So I'm not sure what that was intended for. What can it no longer one-shot? Maybe that's not what... The, Void Ray? Uh, Void Ray. Void Ray, let's have a look. Again, not super tanky. Void Ray, HP... Uh, has 100 shields and 150 HP, so that's 250. Yeah, can no longer one-shot a Void Ray. It'll be on 10 oh, HP. Oh, that's it. That's the thing. They can't one-shot Void Rays anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks. 
Right. Voidrays are so good against battle cruisers, and battle cruisers can't fight back at all now. Well, okay, it's a Yamato and two shots from the uh, ATA laser's battery damage is five, so it's two shots from that to kill it. Yeah. A Yamato and two shots. Yep, I get that, but in a battle where there are, are a ton of void rays and a ton of battle cruisers and whatever, and everything's happening there, it, I think it makes a difference. It's oh, kind of like how the it's kind of like how the plus one armor upgrade for Lings makes them survive a bailing shot with one HP, mm. and that's a difference. That is a difference between dead Zergling and Zergling still doing full attack damage until yep. it takes one more point of damage, and I think that's kind of what this is. Probably, yeah, yeah, sweet. All right, Engineering Bay, blah, 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 Nero Steel Frame and Structure Armor Upgrades merged. They finally did it. The Mad Men. There have been Terran fans begging for this for years, all 20 of them. Mm-hmm. And yep. they finally, finally got it. Good for them. Barracks, Factory, Starport, Tech Labs. You can't lift the building with the Tech Lab and it's researching something, so that's fine. And the Sensor Tower, the pre-placement, will give you a range indicator, which will make it useful for placing. And it's just nice oh, to have. That- that is nice. I didn't realize that was not a thing. No, you had to Actually, guess. You're like, this probably covers these attack lanes, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the Zerg. All right. So Queen Transfusion has been nerfed. No longer restores 125 health instantly. Now it restores 75 health instantly, plus an additional 50 over the next 7.14 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which just means that uh, Mass Queen isn't viable. Well... Isn't viable. Isn't strictly anymore. as viable. Does the yeah. additional healing over fifty uh, over seven seconds? Does that stack? Like if I transfuse something three times, would it then still heal one hundred and fifty HP over seven seconds? We would have to test that. We would. All right. Cool. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, creep spread. Well, for tumors and for nidus worms, they've decreased the creep spe- creep spread increase time. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So it doesn't spread as fast as it used to, which is uh, probably fair. I mean, good Zergs can really have most of the map covered in about nine minutes at this point, which mm. did seem a bit excessive. Sure did. Uh, Overlord. Same thing. Same thing. Zergling, unborrowed speed, nobody cares. Tunneling no. call, claws. Tunneling, tunneling claws decreased from 150-150 to 100-100, and they no longer give bonus health regeneration. Yeah, which, I don't know, we talked about this on the Discord as well, and I just don't think the health regeneration rate matters, because basically, if the roaches are scouted and discovered when they're harassing by a Terran especially, they die. Hmm. There's just, that 14 HP a second does not help at all when marauders and tanks are crushing you, and if they're not discovered and not seen, then they do fine. So, I I don't think this is going to matter all that much. It might affect ZVZ on some level, I just... I don't know. I don't see a lot of Burrow Roach shenanigans in ZVZ all that much anyway. Mm, Probably right. But, I mean, okay, so if you had a Roach Burrowed, it'll now take twice as long to go back to full health. At the moment, well, before, 14 hit points a second would heal it back up to full in 10 seconds. Now it's 20. Right. So if you could do something with it, it's much slower before you can, like, really, like, pop it out again. Yeah. But probably not a difference at the lower levels. Again, this is definitely a balance change for the higher levels EVZ, though. So, fair enough. Mm. Yep. Fair enough. Hydralisk, nothing. They barely, barely touch the attack speed upgrade for Needle Spines. I don't really care as a Zerg player. I mean, I think Hydras are fine, and this won't kill them. Mm. Yeah, they're fine. 
I noticed they did not uh, can like decide to keep the HP nerf because they were gonna set like eighty. Oh. They were gonna knock it back down to seventy five or something. Oh. They were considering that and they didn't do it. You're right. Yep. Yeah. And again, as I said in a previous podcast, I just I don't feel like Hydras are overpowered at this point. There was a time in a previous patch where Hydralisk pushes against Protoss were impossible to stop. The mm. Hydralisk would show up at about eight minutes. The Protoss would have no answer for it and they would die. And that's all you ever saw in ZVPs at the high level. Uh, but I don't see that anymore. I don't see that particular build. There are definitely ways they've slowed down those Hydra pushes. And as a result, I don't see a need to mess with their HP. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Infesta. Unit radius decreased. Okay, so it's smaller? Like the unit itself is smaller? Thank the Lord! Yes. <laughs> okay. I have complained for years that the Zerg casters are huge and easy to click on. <laughs> okay. And the Terran and the Protoss casters are teeny and hard to click on. Mm-hmm. Ghosts and High Templar are small on that battlefield, man. Especially if ghosts are cloaked. Yeah. And these infestors are these huge, fat, tanky things. It's like, hey, feedback me. I'm right here. Throw an EMP on my head. It always bothered me. And I mean, this isn't actually that big of a change. It's decreased by like 9%. Yeah. But I mean, 9%. I'll take it. We need to see like a before and after. We uh, do. The infestor went to Weight Watches or something. Yeah, it is. It's seriously like the infestor lost 10 pounds. <laughs> Way to go, Infester! We believe in you! Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Just gotta lose those last, you know, six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's all this is. This is making it harder to be targeted, which, thank goodness, let's make them smaller. Mm-hmm. Infestors can now move through units while burrowed, which brooches were already able to do. That's weird. Infestors couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Wait, through units while burrowed? Like, through units standing on the ground? I assume so. Me too. But then I yeah. thought, like, th- moving through burrowed... Roaches. I mean, maybe. I, I imagine there's collision detection there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, I don't another know. thing we'll we have to that test. Yep. Yeah. I like and then this. the big deal. Yeah. Fungal yeah. no longer affects, uh, allows affected units to blink, tactical jump, or load into transport and buildings. Sand. Oh, sand buildings. <laughs> Come on, guys. I would love to see a mod for StarCraft where everything's like sand castles. <laughs> <laughs> Just off this one typo in this one balance patch. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, like, <laughs> I, I think of, like, the Carbot, Carbot mod and do it like that, where it's just sandcastles. And, you know, everyone's, like, throwing sand at each other instead of marine shooting things. I would play that. Yeah. Also, yeah. a snowball, mo- snowball mod Ooh. would be fun. Yes. Is or, like, water pistols. Exists? Ooh. Yeah. And then people die. <laughs> they just like you just change the weapon effects and animations but they still explode into a you know a gory mess <laughs> yes that'd be fun yeah <laughs> uh and then so yes that's nice i mean it doesn't root excuse me it still doesn't root like it used to and still not instant cast but just the fact that you can fungal a terran and they can't just pick up and fly away is nice yeah and then Infested Terran cast range increased from 7 to 8, so the Infestors don't have to get quite as close to the action to toss those guys down, but I still say the hatch time on Infested Terran eggs is too long. Like, they can easily be burned down way before they pop. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I still I don't think we're going to see more Infested Terran play than we do now. I don't remember the last time I saw anyone really use them. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I cast a WESG regional for... Oh, it was Brazil. It was Kelizer versus Eric. We cast it last Sunday. Oh, I saw that. Yes, I yep. did see them use that. <laughs> and Eric went for Infestors, and he lost 3-0. And that might be just because Kelizer is better than Eric overall. But uh, he, yeah, he used Infested Terrans. He used Fungal Growth. He was all over the place. It was nice. I really liked it. It didn't work at all. But um, there were... Some nice moments where infested Terrans were picking liberators out of the sky, and I was like, okay, this needs to be a thing. Because mm. liberators can't run. It's a perfect target mm. for them. Nope. Yep. You, you know, I think Terrans should get a buff where liberators, when they're in like, siege mode, they can spin anywhere on that circle. What? <laughs> That's so overpowered. <laughs> but uh, just, just so they can't get hit by uh, Cursed Biles. <laughs> wow. You are really thinking of these guys. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, and then maybe my most favorite upgrade for the whole thing. Ultralisks got Anabolic Synthesis, which is a Brood War upgrade they brought into StarCraft 2. Oh, nice. It increases Ultralisk speed when off creep from 413 to 455. And they mm -hmm. still get the same on creep bonus. They're still going to be at 536. Mm-hmm. And they'll get the same visual indicator to show if they have the upgrade. It probably won't be lasers, but maybe if it's mech ultralisks, it will be. Oh, my God. That would be great. <laughs> be good. Yeah. I just... Okay, ultras are still not going to trade very well at all for things like marauders and immortals and stuff. But mm. I just want them to get a couple swipes in with their tusks before they get mowed down. And maybe this will help. I don't know. Maybe. Actually, see... what we need to see here... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I saw people using Ultralists today, <gasps> but I don't know if they had the upgrade, because I don't know what the visual indicator is. It's right? not lasers on the uh, not <laughs> mech zerg. So. It'd be funny if it was. So, okay, this is interesting. So, Marauder Speed mm -hmm. is... I have this. I, ha I just had it. Where'd it go? 315, and then with Stim, an additional 157. So, that's 46472. So it's 472 with stim and ultralisk speed off creeps now at 455. Ah, they still can't catch marauders who are stimming away from them. <laughs> yeah. Dang but it. The, uh, I mean. But there's less margin for error. Yeah. I mean, if and they if they do stim, at least that's guaranteed damage. <laughs> and it, I think the the difference, like like you said, the margin of error is smaller. I think the difference is enough that if they stop to shoot, the ultralisk guaranteed gets a swipe in. And I think you're right. I think if you're going to start kiting, you have to do it from further away now. Yep. And you don't get as many hits in before the ultras have caught up. So, okay. I like this. Mm -hmm. I'm liking it. Let's yep. do... I'm definitely going to get this upgrade. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And then Nidus Network, Nidus Worm. They're cheaper overall. And they have six armor when emerging from the ground. And we tested this, didn't we? We did. Yeah. There's a video. I'll link to it. Uh, of us like popping up a nidus worm and surrounding it with workers and yeah i workers can't remember what the it. result was the workers well, couldn't kill it that's what it was yep yeah 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 so if you're gonna you can now kill a nidus worm that is erupting inside your base but you can't just kill it with probes or just with SEVs. yeah you actually yeah, have you, to have some army units involved yes which is fair that's that is the one thing that's all i ever wanted if i throw up a nidus in a protoss base like 10 piddly little workers shouldn't be able to wipe it out before it finishes coming up. Mm. That's all I ask for, and I got it. Yep. Well, to be fair, before this, they couldn't either because it was invincible. True. 
But for a long time in Heart of the Storm, that was something that happened to me quite a bit. Okay, fair enough. Like, the whole three pylon block at the bottom of the ramp would happen, and I'd try to Nidus out of it, and they'd just be like, oh, let me just pull six probes over and wipe out your Nidus worm. Good game. And I'm like, Arr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Such rage. Honestly, knowing you, I'm surprised any games get to a point where you have Nidus, because you just finish everything with links. Well, except if I'm blocked off at the bottom of my ramp by, py- by pylons. Right. But why would and you I- then put Unitas in plain sight? I don't. I'd hide so- it. But, I mean, a good Protoss player would say, I have the Zerg on one base. There's only a couple things they can do because Ravagers don't exist yet. It's going to be Unitas, and they just keep an eye on their base. Well, why put it in their base? Just put it in the middle of the map. Well, because they'd wall off their front door, too. And Zerglings can't break through that. I'm just saying... Well, if they Protoss walled had, off, there's, if if they walled off their front base, you're on one base, they're on one base. Just kill the pylons at the bottom of your ramp. Right, but they throw some cannons down there. I'm telling you, there's a reason Blizzard stopped the three pylon block at the bottom of the ramp because there was nothing Zerg could do about it. And the one, the, the times they have made major changes and obliterated certain strategies, it's because it was unstoppable. Fair enough. I'll take you word for it. I wasn't there. Yep. No, it was bad times. Zergs. I eat. Uh, um, and then, bro, this Nobody is something cares. that Railgun's upset about. Railgun and um, I think I saw, who was it? A Zerg. Any Zerg is mad about it. Nurchio? I think it might have been Nurchio, yeah. Stefano? No, it was just somebody who basically said, hey, can we just get Burrow and Burrow on the same hockey like they've been for the last 11 years? <laughs> Why well, change this? Who asked for this? I assume you could rebind it to do it. I don't know. It seemed like they were upset. Like, why would you tweet about it if you could just rebind it? It doesn't specifically say you can rebind it here. And as far as I'm aware, you can't set a rebind like hotkeys for a test balance mod patch. Like, you couldn't test it to find out if you could do it for this, and they've had to wait until now. To see no, this if they was could. post though. Oh, post. So it was today. Uh huh. Oh, okay. It was today. Like a week ago. Yeah. And what I'm actually wondering here is if the problem is you can't set two separate aspects to the same hockey. Mm. Right? right. Yeah. So you can't change it back because unburrow is one thing and burrow is another thing and you can't set them both to R. Right. Oh, that is... I'm going to load up StarCraft 2 and I'm going to check real quick. Okay. But in the meantime, we will keep talking. Start us off with Protoss. Protoss. Protoss has been removed from the game to the end. The end. Sorry, Protoss. You had a good run. <laughs> it's over now. We're replacing you with Zilnago. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, they play and look exactly like Protoss. It's very strange, but you know. <laughs> Zilnago, Protoss, close. Close enough. Uh, okay, close enough. so we got got the Nexus up first. Uh, Mass Recall has been renamed to Strategic Recall for some reason. Mm. Strategic Recall uh, radius decreased from 6.5 to 2.5. Uh, and the cooldown decreased from 130 seconds to 85 seconds. And Chrono Boost will now display a visual status on the boosted structure. Do we care about any of those? I mean, the recall changes, okay, it'll be a little more often. But it well, still costs the same much amount. It's the so, radius is the big deal. Yeah. It Can, used to be you could walk across the map, wipe out your opponent's base, and then recall in time to stop them from wiping out your base. Mm-hmm. But now you can only bring in 2.5 radius worth of units, which is not nearly enough, usually, to stop the enemy army. Probably not. So that's what it is. Yeah. 
Which uh, is interesting because this strategy has been around since like Wings of Liberty. This, like Huck was doing this way back <laughs> in the day. There were many games I remember being cast where he's like, base race time, wipe out the Zerg base, and then recall in time to wipe out the Zerg army before they can kill my stuff. Mm. It was really good. And I raged okay. about it. So was, I mean, I guess 2018 is the time to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, I mean, but they said they'd fix though, it. They got around to it. <laughs> they did. It only took them yeah. Yeah. eight years. Yeah. So quick update. I did go into the StarCraft II client. This is like on-the-spot journalism, you guys. And, yep, you cannot set Burrow and Unburrow to the same hockey. It's oh. they're two separate abilities now. Yeah, it's annoying because I, I was looking at the hotkeys the other day and I couldn't bind anything to my mouse. Like I have thumb buttons, and if I could put burrow and unburrow just on my thumb, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, that'd be great. You used to yep. be able to. Nope, couldn't do it though. No, you can't. Horrible, horrible stuff. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I can see why there were angry tweets. Yes. Yes. Cause, yeah, because that's, that's the thing when it comes to like keybinding is most people only change if they really want to, right? Yeah. And But this doesn't give them the choice. Exactly. If there was a yeah. way to say you can keep it R for both if you want, then nobody mm. would be mad. Yeah. Options, man. Options. Mm. Actually, I could probably set those keys on my mouse in the, like, the mouse's uh, onboard memory to just function as those keys. Oh, okay. S- so I could probably still do it. I just mm. can't do it in-game. Right. Yeah. Which, I think, I don't know, I'm, probably what matters. I'm, it would break every other game that I use those keys for because I'd have to then go in and change the in-game on those keys to have the functions be those keys. But yes. I think unburrow is R, and that's reload, and I don't want reload on my thumb for first-person shooters. Right, right. Yeah. So, interesting trade-offs. Yep. <laughs> Turns out, StarCraft nerfing my first-person shooter experience in not Blizzard games. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> All right, we got the Sentry. Hallucination, energy decreased. Like, the energy cost decreased. Mm-hmm. Great. 100 to 75. And Guardian Shield radius increased from 4 to 4.5. Yeah, they're trying to get us to use hallucination more than just the one hallucinated phoenix to scout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, made Guardian Shield better. I don't know. I don't feel like sentries were the problem here, but fine. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're just tweaking with that for like the sake of it to see if like they can see it more often. All right. Yeah. Um, is there anything really in here for... Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get to it, but Protoss... If... Because we do see Guardian Shield. I don't think it's not unseen, but is there anything no. here that would benefit from it? Like, if they're expecting you to see, I don't know, some other ground unit, like the Disruptor or something, I don't know, and they want to increase the shield for it to fit in it, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any reason why they would do this, but there's no nothing else in the notes that I can see. Just no, I think it's no. just a generic make it better a little bit, cover more of your army. Yeah. I mean, Guardian Shield is used a lot, especially against Terran. It's very good. Mm. Yeah. Fatty likes it because he thinks I stack. <laughs> has, has at least figured out that Storm doesn't stack yet? Yeah, uh, Maybe. I'll tell him that one day. All right. Yeah. He's not going to stream until December 3rd, though, so it's going to be a while. Yeah, dude's going to Ireland. That's cool. Yeah. I want to go to Ireland. I'm jealous. That's what I, I get for have... having a wife and kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the money goes the, to them. Till the ball and chains all day. 
Yep, it yep. is. Mm. If I was single like Fatty, I totally have gone to Ireland by now. Fatty's not single. He's he's married. No, but he's not single. Well, he is too. Then. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you're in a relationship, you're single. He doesn't, does he have the financial requirements that come with being in a committed marriage relationship? I'm not saying he does, but okay, that doesn't mean great. he's single. Besides, well, for all we know, he's going to Ireland for work. True. It's, it might not be a vacation. Might not be, but some of it will be a vacation. Anytime you travel somewhere for work, you're never, ever spending 24 hours a day working. Yeah, it's true. And Ireland has scotch, so there's no way it's not a vacation. Correct. <laughs> and like beautiful rolling hills and sheep and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back to back to stuff. <laughs> back. Uh, so, all right. High, uh, high Temple are they nerfed? Feedback now does 0.5 damage per point current. of energy drained, down from one damage per point of energy drained. That's a 50% decrease, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I feedback was good. I, I just I think back to the best of nine eye cast between Railgun and Light, mm. and. That like that moment in game six or whatever it was when the it's just basically the map is getting mined out. Both players have half of it. We're dancing back and forth here. And then he baits the infestors out, Light does, with some oracles, and they sneak on up. And then these mm. high templar just dart forward and go bam, 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 bam. And all the infestors die. And that's <laughs> it. He wins the game. It's such a great moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at some units. Uh, a full energy medevac will no longer one-shot itself, essentially. No. Incredible. That's such a big change. Yeah. The Infestor can have a max of 200, but it... Okay, so uh, a full, fully uh, energied Infestor will still die because mm. it only has 90 HP. All right. So Garbage. that didn't change. They won't kill High Templar. What else has energy? Uh, do you ever see any... Overseers? Well, oh, yeah. Vipers. Let's have a look at that. What, what do you mean you can't find vipers on Liquipedia? <laughs> huh? Uh, yeah, I, it was weird. Uh, 200. Yeah, they won't kill them because they've got 150 HP. Dang. Okay. Uh, what else did we say? Overseers? Overseers. Those get feedback. Yep. Uh, 200. They have 200 HP. So, no. Won't nope. kill them. Ghosts? No. Ghosts. Uh, ghost of 200. They have 100 HP, it'll kill them. Oh, okay. If they're full. If they're full, it'll still kill a ghost. Which is rare. You never really see a full full energy ghost. Not really, because they're usually cloaked. And that takes activation yeah. cost and running times. Yeah. Will kill a sentry if you, for some reason, have a full energy sentry at the time someone's using feedbacks. <laughs> Which, nope. <laughs> no. I mean, no. Uh, let's see, hold on. Where is Guardian Shield? The... Uh, Oh, 75? Okay, never mind. I was going to say, because they only have a total of like 80 after shields and health. So they could go down to 160 and still be headshot. So you don't even have to have them fully charged. So maybe we'll see feedback on sentries. Mm, I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, In exciting Templar news, Shadow Stride research time decreased from 121 seconds to 100 seconds, and the cooldown is decreased from 21 to 14 seconds. So it right. takes less time to research, and you can use it significantly more often. Doesn't kill a raven. That's what we missed. Okay, so feedback will not wipe out a full energy raven. Yep. All right. Yep. So that's, Doc Templar. That's a big deal. I really do. I mean, it's not... 
It might swing some games. It's not going to change the meta or anything, but N- no. But it, it's I mean, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Dark Templar, Shatterstride. Do we care? Do you still think anyone will use it? I think some people will experiment with it, but mm. I really don't see them showing up at all in the current meta. No. No. Nope. Robotics based cheaper Colossus weapons now have turret tracking, which is interesting visually. And pretty mm. good as far as being able to flee and do damage, which I think yeah. is a bigger deal. Yep. So you got a small roach army chasing you, and they're hitting you and hitting you and hitting you, and now you don't have to stop to attack them. You can keep running and laser them in the face. Yeah. Good job, Colossus. Mm. And then the M canning update. Yes, the happy Return. M canning update pre 4.0 state. Yeah. So do you want to get into that? Because I really don't understand it. No, that's pretty much it. Like right now, the purification nova in the center of the nova hits any any enemy unit, it detonates. Mm-hmm. So if you send out a nova against a zerg army and they're smart and they send a zergling out to hit it first, it'll explode on nothing but a zergling, and then you're in trouble. Right. But pre four state means the ball of energy will detonate after two seconds, regardless. There's nothing that can make it detonate faster. So okay. you can get it up into the center of this ball, ball of Zerg or ball of Terran, and it will detonate when you expect it to, because you can set a little two-second timer in your head, and mm-hmm. it's way better that way for getting guaranteed damage. Excellent. Yep, that so sound... I'm canning. Totally happy. Totally happy. Yeah. Uh, this is actually interesting real quick. Purification Nova now sends a threat signal to the opponent on detonation instead of during the launch phase. Uh, so it's, it's actually a but... buff. To the, to the disruptor it sends a threat signal to the opponent on detonation instead of in the, that doesn't make sense why if it explodes the threat's already happening uh-huh what does the signal do what's the point it's like hey your stuff's dying yeah we know yeah that's pretty much it i think the warning used to come on the launch of the purification nova you would say your stuff's under attack yeah and so now it's uh, once it actually explodes, now your stuff's under attack. So it's a small two second mm-hmm. difference. I don't think it'll matter to us at all. Yeah, no. Nope. Wonder. Uh, Void Ray, prismatic alignment speed reduction decreased from 40% to 25%. So faster when they're using prismatic alignment, which means they can chase units a little bit better when they're using that ability, which is nice for them. Yep. Uh, Tempest are cheaper and zippier and have better acceleration. Mm. Yes. And they take less supply. So they're really trying to make the Tempest be more than a, hey, Broodlords are out, make Tempest. <laughs> hey, Carriers are out, make Tempest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Battle they Cruisers are out, make Tempest. make Tempest. The end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so I, that's interesting. I mean, we, yeah. we tested that, and those Tempests are fast. They're almost a different unit. They handle so much differently. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets used at the pro level, I think. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's going to really touch them at the low levels. So they'll just go, carriers, woo, if they get there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Carriers, while we're on the subject. Carriers. Build time decreased from 86 seconds to 64 seconds. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice. That if is like nice. Them. I if still... You like carriers. I still feel like carriers can be out at like the six minute mark and I hate it. <laughs> it is Protoss can wall up a little bit and get that carrier out pretty zippy and to make mm. them build even faster is like, ugh, I don't like fighting against carriers. This is bad. But then, Pro- well, and they're tankier too, which is bad. Yeah. 
And like Chrono Boost is a 20% increase, so 20% yeah. of 60 would make it 44 seconds. That is, you can get up a carrier fleet so much faster. That adds up. Yeah. But I mean, they do, they do a little bit less damage, don't they? They do. The build time is increased from 6 seconds to 11 seconds. So if you're killing interceptors, they're not coming back nearly as fast as they used to. They got rid of the Graviton Catapult, but they increased the Interceptor release period to um, 0.27 yeah. seconds. So they come so, out a, you know, a third faster than what they used to. Yeah, so a third faster than the basic release time and not as fast as what it used to be with Graviton Catapult. So it's a kind of a middle ground there. Mm, Graviton Catapult was basically like it just you know opens bay doors and they're all out, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It was yep. incredibly fast. Mm. Yep. Uh, Mothership has a mass recall. Strategic recall renamed a mass recall just to confuse us. Also, time yeah. warp now reduces unit and structure attack speed by 50%, which I always felt like it should. It's a time warp. <laughs> it's not a throw some molasses on the ground and people walk slower. Yeah. It slows that's time. <laughs> yeah. It feels silly that it didn't already do this, especially when you kind of think about melee units like Ling's. It's they they attack by moving, so their movement yeah. speed should be their attack, but it it's not. Nope. Nope. Yeah, Sorry. I always felt like Marines should shoot slower, Stalkers should shoot slower, like everything inside the time warp should be slower. slower. I don't know why yeah. this wasn't a thing for years and years now. Yeah. I'm glad it's finally happening. Yes. Along with the assimilator change, HP and shields decrease from 450, 450 to 300, 300 to put it in line with the other uh, gas extractors. Yep, which is another thing that fans have been talking about for a very long time and finally came through. It's like Blizzard went through <laughs> the old forum posts and was like, okay, what have people been asking for <laughs> since 2012 that we've just been ignoring? <laughs> they, Fine, they, here. Like, checking forum complaints was at like the very bottom of their pile of things to do when Wings of Liberty came out and they've just finally gotten to it. <laughs> Apparently putting out HOTS and Legacy of the Void came before it. So Exactly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. And then finally, shield battery. Well, not finally, finally, but shield battery. HP shields decrease from 200, 200 to 150, 150. Shield battery can now regenerate shields of units graviton by Phoenix. They didn't make the shield battery start with no energy and have to generate its own as it came up. Mm. They were talking about doing that, but they didn't. Can you feed back a shield battery? I don't know. <laughs> feed back. Versus Protoss. Uh, it's not listed as a susceptible unit. Hmm. It's only units. Mothership, Mothership Core, Oracle, Phoenix, Sentry, High Templar. Okay. I reckon you should be able to feed back a shield battery. Yeah. It specifically says, actually, it is cast on an enemy spellcaster, cannot be used on buildings. Boom. Okay. Yep. I mean, it would kind of suck if you could use it on a Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so good. You'd see these high Templar drops, and you're like, oh, no, it's a storm drop. No, we're feedbacking your nexus. <laughs> I mean, that still wouldn't be that great, because even no. the old feedback wouldn't even get through the shields, because I have a 1,000 shields. And That's a good 200 point. energy. Sorry. But you're, you're, you still wouldn't you're still see burning that. the energy, so chrono boosts aren't as good back when they were energy anyway. Mm, yeah, well, the chrono boost is still energy. They're energy now. Oh, that's right. <sighs> changes 
I mean, okay. Imagine that you're versing a, a it's PvP, right? You drop high templars because you think they're gonna base like they've got an army moving back, and you just get rid of their ability to recall their units. Now their army's stuck on your side of the map. I kind of like it. Oh. Mm. We just put mm. us on the balance team. Mm. 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 And then finally, yeah. warp gates will auto cast into warp gate if you have warp gate researched when your gateway finishes. Mm. I expect the silver and gold ranks will now have a lot more Protoss in them that are getting out of bronze. <laughs> They've just yes. been forgetting to change their, uh, their, their gateways. gateways. Yeah, I agree. That was a quality of life change for the lobies. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we have some regular old bug fixes. Which... Um, I don't care about any of this. No, because it's all like maps fixes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, done. See, that only took us an hour. Well, <laughs> less, because we spent some time on currency. It's true, yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't have anything else really to talk about. No one, no one's interested in any of that very important and topical stuff. No, definitely not. Although I do want to real quick talk about this Deadpool Christmas special. Have you seen yep. anything about this? I have once upon a Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a Deadpool. Thank you. I just call it a Deadpool Christmas. Yeah. So as near as I can tell, this is a PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2 interspersed with narration bits where Deadpool is talking to an adult Fred Savage and telling him the story. Perhaps. Which is a direct callback to The Princess Bride, which have you seen that film? <laughs> Give you three guesses. No. Exactly. Okay. So The Princess Bride starts out with a young Fred Savage, like an eight-year-old Fred Savage, home school or home from school sick. And his grandpa comes in and tells him a story and he tells him The Princess Bride. So throughout okay. the story, it cuts back to Fred Savage and his grandpa. And Fred Savage is like, gross, they kissed. And grandpa's like, grow up, young man, you suck. Um, that's pretty much how it goes. So that's what this is. This is Deadpool being funny, call back to like a 1980s kind of fantasy film that uses this thing mm. and Fred Savage. And it's funny because Fred Savage is now an adult, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, this is a very Deadpool thing to do. Like at the end of the first one, it was the Ferris Bueller's day off end of movie credit scene yes, which gag. Is yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is not un-Deadpool. It's not. However, no. I will maintain that PG and PG-13 Deadpool are not Deadpool. Um, I'm going to disagree. Oh, okay. Because Deadpool as a character can restrain himself. It's not what? often. It's not what? often. Right? Sure. And it can't be for an extended period of time. No, but if he's telling a story, right, <laughs> if that's the idea, I think the story doesn't necessarily have to include all the fucks and shits and butts and whatever. Right? Butts. <laughs> you said butts. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep in the butts, Somicron. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, <laughs> I, I, no, I meant I meant the physical butts. Like, the pictures of people's butts. They'll take those out for a PG-13, wouldn't oh, they? Oh, the ass shots. Right, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. I just, right. I don't know. There's a lot of stories of people who are like, my kids like Deadpool when he was on the animated adventures of Spider-Man intended for 10-year-olds. They'll like this movie. No, it's a different guy. It's entirely <laughs> different. Like, they both like chimichangas and they both like burritos and stuff, but 
Deadpool is about being profane and hilarious and using profanity in fantastic ways and being incredibly, incredibly violent. Mm-hmm. These are defining uh, characteristics of Deadpool. And if you uh, take away the copious creative profanity and the incredible amounts of th- creative <laughs> violence, I don't think it's him. I think the m- m- overall, like, meta-ness of it will account for that. Like, the Deadpool that comes out of the page and starts killing the writers. I think it'll be that kind of Deadpool. And I think it'll still totally work. I don't know. I just... There's a guy I work with who will not see R-rated films, but he loves Deadpool. Again, he's one of those people. He grew up loving Deadpool on Spider-Man. He reads the Deadpool comics, but he won't watch Deadpool decapitate people on a movie screen. So when he Mm. found out there was going to be this official PG-13 cut, he was stoked. Yeah. So this is who it's for. I just don't know how big that market is. Like, I'm not going to go see it. Why would I bother go seeing it? I mean, I'll pick it up on DVD. Yeah, I'll pay a dollar to watch it. Sure. Well, I mean, I say DVD. I mean, I'll get the digital version, or hopefully it'll just come to Netflix. You're going to purchase it? Oh. Yeah. I mean, if it's on Netflix, I'm not going to buy it. It's on Netflix. Well, but Netflix is temporary. Nothing's forever on Netflix. Well, yes, but if I like it, that's great. If it leaves and I want to see it again, then I'll buy it, because I know I like it. Fair enough. But I mean, I already have the regular Deadpool 2. Yeah, which is great, by the way. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Does this harm anything at all, ever, in any way? I don't like the trend of family-friendlying Deadpool a little bit, because then that just means the next time there's a Deadpool movie that comes out, there's a new bunch of fans who are like, oh, yeah, he's not too offensive. And then they're like, what is this Deadpool 3 nonsense? I'm horribly offended. I mean, here's the thing. harms those people. Here's the thing. By the time another Deadpool movie comes out, which Ryan Reynolds has already said he's not really interested in doing, uh, those people who have grown up a little, hopefully a couple of years at the very least, uh, and they're gonna like to make it a PG thirteen rating. They're gonna have to change the way like the action's done. There'll be no like directly looking at brains exploding, right? Like, but can people you shove an electrical cable. Up Juggernaut's butt and drop him into a pool. Yes, because that's you like PG thirteen. Yeah, I mean, I, it won't be as graphic, but it'll still do the same thing. It'll mm. be like a hand reaching up and pulling down his pants, a hand moving with a cable, and then a cut to his face, going oh, and then right? he falls in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it will be. I think people will still go in expecting Deadpool to behave like Deadpool. This time, they'll just get to be able to see it. Hmm. All right. He only gets one F word, though. One. Okay. Uh, whatever. It's fine. It'll be fine. I mean, they're probably going to cut... Like, the swearing's not that big of a deal, I think. I think the things he does is probably a much bigger deal. Like, getting a, like, a pillowcase full of cocaine and just punching it into his face. Like, I think that's a bigger <laughs> deal. Or when the like, juggernaut those... rips him literally in half? Um, yeah. Uh, that's interesting how they're going to do that because I don't think him being ripped in half is strictly a problem. I think showing it is for the yeah. rating. Yeah. Right. So it might just show... Uh, like he's picked up and he's being held between the two hands of Juggernaut and then quick cut away and you hear this... 
I mean, and then you cut what, back and he's in half. Yeah, there'll be two pieces of him, but the like cut halves both face away from the camera. That kind of right, thing. right. Yeah, and there'll be definitely be a lot less blood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just don't. I don't envy people who have to deal with that kind of standard stuff in film. Mm. How do you apply standards to such specific instances? Like literally, I'm sure somebody was like, Ugh. Hey, is there anything written down here about how to handle someone who's been torn literally in half and is still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Is that anywhere in the book? I don't know. And if it's not, you have to make it up. That's so much work. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. I, I assume there are like guidelines, right? More than specifics. Yep. And Uh, then that's the case. And then they just have like, like the, the group that screens it isn't like four people and they all get together. They each all submit an individual assessment and then another group will assess their assessments and get like an average and see where it yeah. fits. Yeah, I sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, in America, it's the MPAA, which is actually an independent organization not associated with any Hollywood studio at all. Mm-hmm. And they, they're the ones who determine yeah. what movie ratings are for appropriateness for people. Yep. Which... Uh, film theaters don't actually have to abide by like they can let Correct. anyone into anything uh it's all you know like the industry self-regulating so the government doesn't do it essentially yeah comic it's books because... actually did the same thing for a while but then they ditched it it's called the comics code yeah i heard that stan lee was one of the people who were like screw this we're doing whatever we want pretty much yeah yeah good job stan good on you uh yeah but right it's because well the 70s and 80s especially in the u.s movies were really starting to get like even kids movies have a copious amounts of swearing from the 70s and 80s you walk back to the back to the future and you're like this was intended for 12 year olds and there are forty thousand instances of the word shit in here Mm -hmm. i don't know that i want my like 10 year old watching this uh so yeah (laughs) okay Uh, i was just gonna say i don't think you want your 10 year old watching back to the future for the time travel implications rather than the swearing because you just don't like the time travel. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> because, oh, the paradox. So much paradox in that movie and the series as a whole. Yeah, but it's so good. So much fun. Wholesome family adventure. Not fun. Gross. No. <laughs> uh, fun note, I was listening to music at work and there's a artist called Seth Sentry. He has a song called Dear Science. And it's basically about how he wants a hoverboard and science hasn't given him one yet. I think I've heard this. It sounds okay. really familiar. Yeah. Who is it again? Seth Sentry. Seth Sentry. Yep. He also does the waitress song I was telling you about. Oh. Oh. I'll have to listen to some of his stuff then. Because, yeah, I don't. Anyway. Dear Science. Yep. Got it. Nailed it. Cool. Excellent. Cool. Um, um, do you want a football minute before we wrap up? Yeah, but real quick, I do want to say, so I was driving home from work today. Okay. And most of my drive is along a divided highway. So it's three lanes going one way, three lanes going the other way, and there's a big barrier in between them. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming home, and I'm just about to my exit, and I notice there is zero traffic coming the other way on the other side <laughs> of this divided highway. I'm like, that is weird usually this is stacked at this time of the day it's the end of the day people are going home and then i see like 12 emergency lights flashing about a mile up ahead 
And I'm like, oh, this is not good. So got up there, and basically there was some kind of a car accident. I couldn't see what had happened necessarily. The car wrecks were already loaded onto trailers at that point, and the ambulances were gone. There wasn't, you know, nobody was being attended to at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so then I looked it up on the news when I got home a couple hours later. And yeah. yeah, it was an elderly driver driving the wrong way down this highway head on and basically six people into the hospital as a result. So nobody, oh. apparently nobody's has life injuring threat or life threatening injuries. Okay. But geez. And I just, this is a problem. I think in America, especially we have an aging population where, there's this baby boomer generation where post-World War II, all the military dudes came home. They all had sex with their wives and they all had kids. So there's this huge baby boomer, baby boomer generation that's been big and bigger than the other generations for a long time now. And they're all old and they're all hmm. getting older. And so it's going to kill our social security program for one. Not that it was really anything to begin with. Uh, but yeah, basically we don't have any program in place to automatically screen people as they get older to see if they legit should have a driver's license. We don't retest people by law. Really? The only way to get a person who's unsafe to drive off the roads is if their family like takes away their keys. <laughs> oh, this is so America. <laughs> uh-huh. It sure is. So <laughs> Hold on. I just, just this question. Is... Was this West Jordan? Uh, Yeah. Did you okay, just find so, it? Uh, yeah. 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 That was it. So they hit, they hit a police officer. Uh, yes, it did say that. Uh-huh. Striking multiple vehicles before coming to a stop. Um, the man hit one car and a police officer's vehicle who was on his way home from training. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my gosh. So horrible. That, yeah. Take a, if you're... Like, I know there's probably nobody old listening to this, but if you're in your, like, late 80s and still driving, please take a test. Sure. And make a decision whether or not you should be driving or learn to Uber. I don't know. Yes. And My dad you... got hit by an elderly driver, and she basically oh. came out and said, uh, like, when he was talking, he was hospitalized, right? Oh, no. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, uh, this was, like, two, two, three years ago, I think. And she was basically like, can we not call the police? Because if I get into another accident, they're going to take my license. <gasps> another accident? She Lady. had been in four, I think. It was she like had three a or four. four accident grace period before they finally would take away her license. Did they do it? Um, You know, I don't know, but I assume so. I hope I so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's I don't, horrible. I don't, I don't think it was like three accidents in the space of a day, right? Right. I think I think it was over like the course of you know five years or something, right? Because so, there are tests once you get to a certain age where you have to requalify for driving here. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So if you're an elderly listener, like go get tested. But more importantly, yeah. I think, and more more important, more um. Oh my gosh, what's the word? Mm, I don't know. What are you going for? It's more more relevantly. Relevantly is not a word, though. It's more relevant? Know. More relevantly. If more relevant. you have elderly parents, mm-hmm. like take a look at how they're driving. Like Make an excuse to go driving with them somewhere and let them drive and see how it's going. Yeah. 
And if they're drifting in and out and they can't see any of the signs and they're asking you, is that light red, sweetie? Uh, like have a nice, gentle, but firm discussion with them about not driving anymore. Mm. It's hard. Us Americans especially love our freedom and love to drive and to lose that sucks. And I get that. But at the same time, you can kill people out there. You don't want to kill people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to prison at 85 for negligent driving homicide. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Do they even have old people prison? Uh, no, they just throw them in like supermaxes, right? Yeah, the general population. Mm-hmm. They throw them in Rikers. Yep. <laughs> I, I it's in it. New York, but they send them there anyway. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the idea of that just went through my mind. It's super ridiculous if you picture it. It's um, sad. Like this old stooped I, old man like wandering I about sh- a prison. I assume they, they get the like they have prisons that are just more like old people homes, right? I assume that's kind of what happens. I guess. Mm. I mean, it's harder for someone who has arthritis to escape. Sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So mm. sad times. Maybe they just put them under house arrest. It solves the problem. True. <laughs> Give them an ankle bracelet. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Uh, yes, let's do a sports minute. You want to do a sports minute? Sure, I'll do a sports minute. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, so this is rivalry. Oh, I got to start over. I can't say rivalry. <laughs> you did it just fine then. I know. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, it is rivalry week. Oh my gosh, rivalry <laughs> week. <laughs> That's All right, the W what. that screws me up. It's what it is. <laughs> All right. Say that line, and then I'll start the timer. Okay. On your go. All right. It is... Now, it's, now I'm in my head. This happens when I cast sometimes, where uh-huh. I mess up the intro, and then I go to re-record it, and I mess it up again, and then it turns into 10 times. I can't get it right. <laughs> and you should just leave it, because, you know, it'll like the replay's five minutes, so you should just do it. Well, no, then I just change it up. And the part I'm okay. tr- having trouble with, I just don't say. Okay. Maybe I'll do that here. Okay, go for it. Hey, it's that time of year, everybody. It is a rivalry week in the United States for college football. We have everybody playing their rivals. Well, most people playing their rivals Thursday through Saturday. And yes, I am a BYU fan, which means it is time for the Holy War. BYU versus Utah. Very, very excited for this game. Even though BYU has not beat Utah since 2009. It's all, It's been almost a decade, you guys. It makes me so, so sad that this is the case. And again, Utah is ranked 19. BYU is not ranked at all and has not looked good this season. But still, this game is always, always fun. It's always gross. It's always low scoring. It's always intense. There's always a few personal fouls in there. People do not like each other, etc., etc. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to hate every second of it because BYU will not be in a position to win all that much. And Utah will squeak it out in the last couple of minutes, and it will just be a repeat of what we've seen for the last five or six years between these teams. No matter how good Utah is, BYU always manages to hang around and just be a little bit of a threat, and then they fall apart. So that's your Holy War for this week. I will report on it for the next podcast. All right. Cool. I I found this while you were sports bowling. Mm. It's what traffic looks like in L.A. two days before Thanksgiving. Uh Uh-huh. It's not great. And that looks utterly horrific. It's always bad in LA, though. 
I mean, yes, this is worse just because L.A. is a city of transplants, which is part of the problem here. Nobody in L.A. is from L.A. Everybody's from somewhere else and trying to, like, make it big. Right, Um, right. And so, yes, for Thanksgiving, everyone's getting out. And, yep, you have this pretty, these pretty bands of red and white everywhere. Yeah. Sucks. I'll be driving to Idaho, which more of the problem, less traffic and more weather concerns going to Idaho. Snow and ice. This time of year. Yep, definitely snow. And as I'm looking through the list of special weather advisories here on the Fox 13 webpage, uh, yeah, it's basically got winter weather advisories for all the cities up north through to Idaho from here. So it might be a bit of an exciting drive, but again, I grew up in Utah. I know how to drive in snow. I spent four years in Idaho. I know how to drive in snow. It's not going to be a big deal, but not going to be as fun as just clear dry roads would otherwise be. Okay. This is drive fun. That, that link you sent me is just like picture after picture of garbage traffic conditions. <laughs> yep. It's pretty bad. It is. It's kind of Christmassy with a red and white, though, a little bit. It is, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Good times. All We're right. over time. That's going to be it from us. Anything yeah. else you'd like uh, to plug before we go? Uh, TLDR, no episode last week. Blame Fatty at twitch.tv forward slash fatty TV. Uh, Can we just give him his Twitter handle? He doesn't have a Twitter. He what? (laughs) Did you not know this? That he doesn't have Twitter? I didn't know that. How does he not have Twitter? How does he tell people he's live on Twitch? Discord. (laughs) I guess. We'll put an invite to his Discord in the description. Yeah, we'll do that. Here's how people know how he goes live on Twitch. In Control raided him yesterday. That's true. That helps. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing. How does In Control know about Fatty? That's what I don't get. I, I don't. I don't know. In Control doesn't know about us, so I don't know. He does. He well, he knows about me. Oh, brag about it. Uh. Just that's all he's saying. Yeah, he called, I, me, he called me the new husky on the Pylon show about a month it's ago. It's a joke. Yeah. Good. Uh, the other thing is, I was at my niece's birthday yesterday, and my sister had shown my entire family me singing Frozen. <laughs> That brings me such joy. My heart is full now. Mm-hmm. My my nephew got out of the car and was holding an Elsa doll, doll and gave it to me. Oh, that's so nice of him. And mocking mm-hmm. at the same time. Oh. They started me young in Australia. <laughs> I think he may have been encouraged by the parents. Sure, that's fine. Probably wasn't his idea. How Probably I, not. How can I stick it to Uncle Somicron? <laughs> that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's All what right. you get for backing Maru. That'll teach you. Yeah, that'll <laughs> learn him. I still, I still think that outcome is the weirdest. Nobody, nobody would have ever taken that bet. It's like, all right, no. look, you can bet that Maru is going to get swept in the first round of BlizzCon. He will not win a game. Mm. And you give me five bucks, and if that happens, I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Like I wouldn't that have done would- that. You no no because that no. sounds like a terrible bet. That's give me five bucks is what that is. Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, but you would have made ten thousand dollars. So it's true. Next time, next time that happens, I'll be like, hmm, who's his matchup in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Cool. That's it. That's it from us. This has been Falcon and Somicron with yet another edition of the podcast, The Falcon Paladin Hour. Please check out the Patreon for the podcast. Link in the show notes. And until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out. Hope you enjoyed your holiday weekend. Again, if you happen to be American. And until next time, you take care of yourself.
sheep. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick, quick aside. Um, apparently, Donald Trump owns golf courses in Scotland, which I know is an island, but it's close. Uh, they had to oh. hire extra security because people kept shedding in the holes. Wow, <laughs> people really don't like him. No, they really don't. 